and welcome to Pen Pals, the improvised celebration of letter writing. Today we have two great improvisers who will be improvising characters, writing a chain of letters to each other um, to celebrate that lost art. Quickly on with the show, um, and I'm happy to welcome Amy Moore and Jess O'Neill. Hey, hey. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Can you tell us a little bit about where you are and um, where you would normally improvise? Sure. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm in Melbourne in Australia, and I usually would perform with Impro Melbourne, but I do a lot of sort of um, independent stuff as well. Uh, yeah, and I've been privileged enough to, to do improvisation in a lot of different places around the globe. So I've met you, Owen, but I'm yet to meet you in person, Jess. So one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that this is how this counts as meeting. Sorry, Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. This is, this is the new way of meeting, I think. Um, <laughs> the new way. Um, Jess, where, where are you at the moment? Where are you normally? And, I am... Um, um, <laughs> currently in exile so um i am originally from new zealand came home um a few weeks before the world caught fire and have now been hiding in the far north of new zealand in a little town called kaimomo um at my mom's house which has been surprisingly awesome not because it's my mom's house but just as in because it's a crisis that it's been chill. um i'm usually in liverpool um and i improvise primarily with a company called Casino Improv, who are based in the Northwest, specifically in Wigan, um, and also do some playing with Impropriety, who are Liverpool-based, and then just dance around um, the UK and play with whomever I can. Yeah, and um, we're lucky enough that we've had both of you at Let's Make It Up To You in Newcastle, and both of you have taught workshops with Open Heart Theatre, so it's been great having you, and good to see you again. So, um, on to asking about letter writing. Um, Jess, can you remember a letter that you received at some point in your life? Um, like that maybe means something to you, even if it's something silly or something meaningful? Yeah, like quite a few. I was, as a kid, I was quite an avid little letter writer, actually. Um, so like two spring to mind. So one was a letter saying that I had won a competition on um, a children's <laughs> TV show called What Now? Um, and I won a branded tracksuit in it, and it was very exciting. Oh. It was very cool, and I wore the hell out of it. Um, and also, I used to write um, uh, letters to my auntie in Christchurch where we would, like, do little bits of a story and then send it back to one another. Um, and so we, we used to do that, and I remember there being one that I realised, and I must have been about nine at the time, where I realised, oh, we're just doing the plot of Hook, the Robin Williams film. So <laughs> I remember that was a turning point. Good. Um, that's nice to know. Um, and um, was that before or after Hook was released? Did you, did you write the, oh, the plot of Hook it was stolen? Or? <laughs> I need to look into that because I don't know. I was just a dumb kid in a tracksuit, so I will look into that. <laughs> Good. And um, Amy, um, can you remember a letter that you've written to someone maybe in your life? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, as a kid, I, I did write a lot of letters actually growing up and as I got a bit older, but as a child, I remember, um, almost, uh, for me, it felt like every night, but I'm sure it wasn't. I used to write like a little letter to my dad before I got home from work, but it would have clues on it as to where I was hiding in the house. Wow. And so we'd have to figure out 
where and and to me at the time you know I was probably about seven or eight or something at the time I thought it was like this amazing you know so hard to find out these these <laughs> the answers to the clues and I'd be like buried under the stairs somewhere or something <laughs> and just wait, wait, wait for him to come and find me but um yeah, essentially what serial killers do, isn't it? Is it like when you write to um, It wasn't so much writing as it was cutting letters out of magazines. <laughs> <laughs> this is very innocent. <laughs> the yeah. innocent person. You'll never <laughs> find me. <laughs> so, um, the other question I, um, I like to ask people is, um, did you, um, do you ever do anything when you were writing them? Did you, did you sign them off in a special way or... Um, like, how did you address them to people? Like, can you remember mm. any quirks about the way you used to write me? I remember, um, I think you, everyone goes through a phase, maybe not so much now with all the typing, but you go through a phase of you sort of experiment with different styles of handwriting. Mm. And I remember sort of trying to do really nice cursive or um, sort of a bit more block with maybe like a fun little love heart on top of the eye or something like that. <laughs> um, so I think there's probably different, uh, techniques I used but I did develop um, in order to sign off letters I developed my signature in about grade four or five I remember just practicing and practicing and practicing it and it's sort of it's probably changed a little bit but it's still the same signature I <laughs> now I, I, as a I, I, when did, I remember like, practicing my signature as well when I was younger and then I became a doctor and now my signature is a line and a dot because I essentially yeah. had to then sign it so much, I just became as easy to do as possible because I was too indulgent. It was indulgent to. <laughs> How about you, Jess? Um, do you um, have any any quirks you think about when you used to write letters? I I I always, and I I'm quite proud of this. I've got quite good handwriting. I went to I went to a Catholic primary school, so I've got quite nice handwriting sometimes. <laughs> Um, well, all so Catholics think, have great handwriting. Is that a thing? Yeah, I didn't know that was famously a thing. Catholics <laughs> are the opposite of doctors. You'll never okay, find so a Catholic like, doctor. Catholics are the opposite <laughs> of doctors. That's good Please don't research that. <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> so I think a lot of the time, just like the bottom two thirds of the page would just be this very elegant Jess O'Neill. Um, or I remember sometimes I would just write before the Jess O'Neill instead of sincerely or something, I'd just say, I'm finished now. <laughs> 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 Um, to the point where I want to now adopt that into like professional emails that I now send. I'm done. I am done. I have had enough. <laughs> Just a picture okay. of me throwing my hands up and in, in angst. I'm done. Okay, great. Um, so on, on to the, the challenge, your little improvised challenge today. Okay. So the challenge I'm going to set you to is that you are two mums who have a chat, who both have a child at the same school. Um, say about five years old, and one of you thinks the other ch person's child is bullying your child. <gasps> mm -hmm. That's cool. That's going to be the chain. Is there of a is there a specific era that this um, is set? Let's oh, let's say nineteen eighties. I'm not. I've got no good reason to do that except to give you an extra challenge. Think about that. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I don't care about the references so much, but um, if, uh, it makes it interesting. Why are you writing letters and not emails? That's the justification. Nineteen eighties. You've both got young children at school, and one of you thinks the other person's child is bullying yours. Dear Mrs. Patterson, 
My name is Erin Vanden Heuvel, and your son Thomas and my daughter Erin <clears throat> are in the same class together. Erin <laughs> came home in tears the other day, and after much counsel, after many hugs, and a large glass of Milo, she confided in me that your son Thomas, or Tommy as his classmates call him, indeed pushed her over into the sand pit. She had a mouthful of sand and said that it choked her and she had trouble talking for the rest of the day. <clears throat> I'm sure as a mother, you can understand the deep emotional attachment one has to one's child and therefore the experience of this trauma was indeed felt through me, her mother. There is no excuse for this behavior. Please talk to your son. We await a reply. Until then, Erin is unable to attend school for fear of death. Yours, Erin Van den Heuvel. Dear Ms. Slash Mrs. Van der uh, Van der Dear Erin, thank you for your letter. It has, in fact, found me well. Thank you for asking. I am rather disappointed to receive it, though, for my Thomas is a gentle boy and speaks rather highly of your daughter. So, <laughs> forgive me for saying, on what grounds do you think Thomas is wholly acceptable for this? I don't mean to cause a fuss because it is possible that yours might be the same Erin who does topple over from time to time and perhaps found herself face down in the sand pit. Mayhaps she was a little embarrassed for having a mouthful of sand and used my poor Timothy. For Tom is actually short for Timothy. That's actually his name, in fact. Used him as something of a scapegoat. I'm sure you'll be very aware that Timothy has had a really rather rough time. And so 
Us being very new to town has caused him to be something of a target. Please, perhaps go and have a chat with your daughter and just double check before you go filing wild accusations for my son and I. I'm very sorry you're sharing your trauma. I do look forward to hearing from you with all the relevant information. Kind regards, Alexander Patterson. Two, Mrs. Patterson. Thank you for your prompt response to my concerns. <laughs> I'm sure you are aware of Erin's condition. She suffers from dyspraxia and nearsightedness. Her left foot is indeed much larger than her right. And she, like her mother, suffers dizzy spells from time to time. All these things might add up to her toppling, <laughs> as you say, into the sandpit. However, she assured me she was indeed pushed. She took me to the site of the sandpit and showed me exactly where Tomothy <laughs> pushed her over. Now, as one mother to another, I wish no ill will between us. I only wish in my deepest, deepest heart of hearts that your Tomothy finds it in his little soul to apologize for what he has done to my poor Erin. Please attend a light luncheon at our house this coming Sunday, the 15th of March, as a way of clearing the air. I trust that you have, uh, no, I, I trust that you know <laughs> a delightful recipe of which you are willing to share and uh, bring to this luncheon. Yours in anticipation. <laughs> Mrs. Erin <laughs> Patterson. Erin, I shall see you on the 15th. I have no recipes. I shall bring Milo. 
Kind regards. Regards. Miss Patterson. Dear Mrs. Miss Patterson, I must apologize for my previous letter. I, I, I am embarrassed as I signed off in your name. I, I can only say it was uh, as a result of the trauma and emotional strain that this whole uh, 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 issue has caused. Um, we, we are looking forward to your attending our home. However, uh, I do ask that you refrain from uh, bringing Milo or any uh, uh, foodstuffs containing the following. <clears throat> Sugar, milk, dairy of any kind, <clears throat> fructus, wheat, and anything which may have come into contact with nuts. <laughs> My Aaron is highly, underline, <laughs> allergic to these things, and I am afraid uh, any uh, contact with the above ingredients may cause a spell. <laughs> Please arrive at 11.55 for a 12 p.m. Uh, kickoff, uh, no, um, beginning. We look forward to hosting you and your Tomothy. Uh, P.S. Please leave your shoes at the door. <laughs> New carpet. <laughs> Yours, Mrs. Erin Vandenhuvel. <clears throat> My dear Erin, I have three apologies to make. The first, I'm sorry I wasn't able to take off my shoes when I first came into your house, for I was so excited to see such a lovely home. I truly went in there ready to absolutely tear you a new one. But I was wrong. The second, I am so, so sorry that your little Erin had an allergic reaction to my homemade ice that I bought. I do hope she's better now. She has been missed in class. The third, and probably the most significant, I am so sorry that Timothy pushed her both that day in the sandpit and that day at your house. I know it seems absurd to say, but I've never seen him like that. There was just something.
thing that made him ever so cross about seeing your little Erin, your angelic little Erin, who did nothing wrong and frankly pulls off dyspraxia ever so well. I am not in a position to ask, but you have raised such a beautiful young child in such a beautiful home. Perhaps you could take Timothy for a day or two out of the week and perhaps turn him into a good boy for I am rather at the end of my tether. I apologize for the hostility in our previous correspondence and I sincerely do hope that we can be friends. If you could please help me with my boy. Much and many thanks, Mrs. Patterson. <sighs> Alex, I've just returned from the hospital. Suffice to say, the lunch, uh, oh, it, any meal there is not quite the same as a home-cooked one. Erin is fine. <laughs> we were able to secure her an extra pillow. <laughs> she has indulged in a game of Pac-Man. <laughs> she has not been herself since the incident. <laughs> Indeed, Erin herself has become an unruly child. She refused to wear her, wear her favourite My Little Pony pyjamas. She simply pushed her Cabbage Batch doll back into my face. And when I bought her a strawberry shortcake, she ripped its head off. I am unsure what has come over my Erin. But indeed, sense something is amiss. <clears throat> In terms of taking and moulding your young Timothy into a Young gentleman, I must confess at first I was taken aback, shocked, clammy, a little dizzy. Perhaps I felt a little excited at the idea of, of, of being able to sculpt such a young mind. Finally, I have settled on practicality. The answer is yes, Alex, yes. I shall take Timothy on the afternoons of Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But indeed, I ask you a favor. In these times, you are to take my errand. I ask you to let her loose as you have done so with your Timothy. Perhaps 
running through a field or climbing a tree, throwing a stick or cramming some mud into somebody else's face will get this out of her system so she may return to me the same young lady she once was. I am at a loss. P.S. If you know of any hair care products which may abate the loss of hair, I would appreciate this. Yours, Erin. My dear Erin, I think you've proposed rather a wonderful solution. I am happy to have your little one on those days, for my house is already soundproof, bulletproof, and jumping off the roof proof, in fact. You know you're very good at what you do. I've seen you with Erin, and I've seen you with the other children in the class when you were at school. I don't know what has happened with Timothy, but with you, you're always in control, and I truly admire you for that. I'm glad that everybody is back at home now. The hospital is never pleasant, so please. Finding clothes, not only a fetching wig that I think will suit your face shape beautifully, but also a packet of crisps. Not for your daughter, but for you. I look forward to having Erin on Monday. Perhaps we'll meet by the Ikea for drop-off. All the best, your friend, Alex. Alex, darling. Can you believe it has been nearly 10 years since we began this child exchange? <laughs> I reflect now upon the first time your Tomothy came to me. <laughs> Such a scrappy young scruffer muffin. And now look at him. Approaching the end of his high school career with an eye towards law, of all things. He has turned into a fine young man. And my Aaron, well, <laughs> I'm sure you have noticed the changes in her too. <sighs> Alex, I must say that at the end of this year, <clears throat> I have decided to <laughs> let myself loose <laughs> as I did with Erin those many years ago. I shall be moving. I, I have yet to leave this gorgeous suburb of ours, indeed, this state. And I can see that there is 
so much the world has to offer. <laughs> All of which I have yet to experience. I must thank you, Alex, for your friendship over these years. We began as enemies, one might say, and now look at us. <laughs> Please find enclosed a copy of my favorite book, Bringing Up Boys. I use this on many occasions to help with your young Timothy. <laughs> I look forward to announcing and, and, and indulging you as to where I am traveling to next. I trust that you are well and please don't be sad. Yours, Erin. That was the last letter that was sent between the two of them. And um, actually, um, what wasn't mentioned in that final letter is that when the Erin, the mother, left to go travelling, she dropped off Erin, the daughter, on the doorstep of um, Mrs. Patterson. And Erin um, was there, never seen again. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I think that sounded more, more like dark than I meant it. I meant she went. That was very, yeah. That was quite ominous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the idea that if Timothy goes into law, then one day he's the judge and Erin Junior's like drunk driving yeah, case or something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, Definitely. something like something more whimsical, like graffiti or something. <laughs> yeah. Now, just um, before we finish the episode, can I just ask, um, where can people find you normally um, to do some improv with you? Um, are, are you online anywhere or are you doing anything at the moment? Or um, could, where could they get classes with you if they would like them? Um, at the moment, I'm not personally running any classes online just because I find it a bit, it's not my thing. That's fine. Um, but Impro Melbourne is running some classes, so um, check out the website. Otherwise, when things are back to normal, uh, <laughs> whenever, whatever that means. Um, new normal. Yeah, yeah, new normal. Check out the website. Come and see us. Otherwise, um, yeah, I'm, I appear in things. You appear in things. We'll find you where we can find you. And yes. um, Jess, I think yeah, I heard you saying you're going to be teaching some classes. Where are you going to be teaching? I am. So um, I'm going to be teaching at the on the 30th of June and the 1st of July at Covert Theatre in Auckland, which is going to be really exciting. Um, Casino Improv, which can be found on that handle um, across the media social. We are looking at, we're um, sort of working on something that may be released online 
we may hate it, so it might not, but you should also follow us because <laughs> um, <laughs> we will be starting up in our new normal as well in some, in some way. Um, but otherwise, I will always sort of say where I'm going and who I'm working with. So you can follow me on Twitter. I am Jess O'Neill. Perfect. Thank you very much, guys. This has been Pen Pals, presented by Let Us Make It Up To You. I've been Owen Scrivens. Keep writing letters to people. You have been listening to Pen Pals Improv, the improvised celebration of letter writing, brought to you by Let Us Make It Up To You. Your host was Owen Scrivens, and your guest improvisers were Amy Moore and Jess O'Neill. The theme tune was written and recorded by Matthew Nicholson. If you have enjoyed listening to this, please follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and consider looking up Let Us Make It Up To You on social media.